The warmest of greetings to you and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon and with me this week is... Hi, I'm Helen. I'm a teacher from Buckinghamshire, currently teaching the section Year One Children. Hi, I'm Rob. I work in Key Stage Two, and I've got experience working from every year group from Year Three up to Year Six. And we're very pleased to have you, our listener, with us as we explore English learning outcomes with a legend from ancient Greece. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Dance of Persephone. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an Epic Educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the hugely talented Heather Zeta Rose, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time. And there's even some tips there for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen, Rob and Persephone as we move on to the English language. What English language learning outcomes have we managed to pick up? Who, who wants to start us off here? I start this time. Go for it, <laughs> Helen. <laughs> I um, really like the idea of the, the Greek gods and who they are and what they look like. Um, hmm. and the different characters in the story. And I thought it would be a great opportunity to look at the character of Persephone. Not so much her personality and that side of things, but more what she actually physically looks like. Um, oh, okay. And because I thought the children would have a lot of fun with this. So there's a couple of ideas I had. So it might be good to start off with representations of her in any artwork you can find. Hmm. Or not, I don't know. It depends what to do. I'd be careful with that because yes. there, there are you a few um, <laughs> <laughs> ancient Greek art or Renaissance art of the ancient Greek time is uh, maybe not all that suitable. Do but... your homework first is what yes. I was thinking. Um, <laughs> and then I thought you could talk about the idea of this uh, Persephone that, that spends time in a wildflower meadow. What would she wear? What would she have in her hair? Mm. So you could do a couple of activities. One you could, as, as you know, I like to do is draw around a child on a large piece of paper or have a few for different groups and then use collage. So this is a bit of an art link as well. Use a bit of collage, use some outdoor materials to do her hair and her clothes and what's on her feet and what she holding. Hmm. And to really get children into that, you could use some kind of YouTube clips of wildflower meadows or you know, photographs. And then for a, perhaps for a warmer time, of, um, you could actually go outdoors, sit a child down or stand them up and get the children to decorate them as Persephone. Um, so use natural materials you find also use uh, fabrics and things like that get make them a crown maybe a a, a wild outdoor crown oh that's another <laughs> idea i hadn't thought of that that just came to me and create persephone and then the children have really invested become invested in what persephone looks like and then you use that to to write some descriptions of her appearance gotcha yeah and in the early years you know the children are sort of writing one sentence by the end of the year so 
It could be more oral with your reception children, with you modelling mm. the writing, depending on what time of year it is. And I've done this activity before. It was really effective for a, um, a bunch of children that weren't massively into writing. Um, but we went outdoors. It wasn't Persephone, but it was a different character. It was this character of the Wild King that we happened to have in our current topic. So mm-hmm. we took this child outdoors, sat him on a throne, and the children dressed him. Ah whilst at all times maintaining safety. We let them just dress this child how they wanted. <laughs> and then the, the writing that came out of that was, they were very invested in it. So yeah. it was higher quality. So then you you know get Persephone ready, take a photo of her mm-hmm. and use that to do some, some descriptive writing. I've used um, tricks like that, I think, myself when uh, doing workshops like this in schools, because I think if you do something that is, I suppose, transient art like that, because they're not going to be able to stay dressed up in that outfit forever. Sadly. Or, or if it's, if it's a, yeah, sadly, <laughs> or if, if it's a big collage that they can't take home with them, um, you can then say to, uh, say to all of the children, you know, Is, isn't this great? Don't we want to share what we've done today with other people, with folks back at home, um, with other classes, friends and so on? What ways can we use to explain what we've seen today? And that gets you discussing, talking about the words that you would use to describe mm. what you're looking at um, and then think, well, let's make sure that we remember that. Let's put it down on the page. And you guys say, all of the time about uh, you, especially Helen, talk about purposeful writing. <laughs> Literally goes from from one to the other, doesn't it? The the, yes. the modelling of it and the, the the purpose to recording it and sharing it, absolutely is is going to motivate them to get um, drama even more involved. And maybe this would be slightly older years. I don't know. You'd have to see. You could almost get the children once you've done that artwork. You could get them into role as Hades. Mm. He's seen. He's seen Persephone. And he's gone oh, back yeah. to his underworld and he's writing about this beautiful person. <laughs> yes. I was just thinking as well in terms of the artistic representations of Persephone that you can show. There is, of course, the artwork that Heather Zeta-Rose has done for us of for course, this story, yes. um, which is uh, certainly more consumable by uh, ages <laughs> four to seven, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast comes with a warning. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second little activity actually again it could it could be little could take a while depending on how <laughs> how drawn out you wanted to be but was again about um kind of descriptive language but i thought the children could do a bit of persuasive writing and in oh. in the early years persuasive writing isn't really a thing but you can orally use persuasion if you know what i mean so hmm. more more end of year two beginning of year three they'd start doing actual persuasive writing but if you give children a purpose, <laughs> then you can bring anything out of them. For this idea, I thought the children could write a persuasive letter from Persephone to Hades to persuade him to let her spend time in her world, in the yeah. in her meadow. Um, and for that, you've got to get the children invested in the meadow. So you create meadow, so create Persephone's yeah. world. And again, this could be as big a project as you want it to be. I mean, you could use your interactive whiteboard to get children to come and draw images as you're talking about the her world. You could build it using junk modelling. You could do some artwork. You could do something that, that I don't, haven't done for years, um, but used to be part of the old literacy schemes, was making a world in a shoebox. 
so you can make the Stephanie's world in a shoebox. So you cut ah. you cut one side, so you've got the three sides. So it's almost becomes three D. You create that meadow and whatever else is there, the mountains, the trees, the sky. Mm. So you create this it's all I guess it's like a story setting, essentially. You create Persephone's world and describe it um and why she loves it. And then use that to write a persuasive letter to Hades. Either either to I guess to let her return to the world or to come and see, come and spend time in her world. You should come, you should come mm. here because, yeah, you, because of this. You should, you should suck up that pain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because of this, you see, if the world is beautiful enough, then he would. So the challenge for the children is to be that persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> and again, with early years, you could, well, with any age group, start orally and get the children into, into role again. You know how we like yeah. to do this. Get them talking to each other. One as Persephone, one as Hades. Um, and then turn that into persuasive writing for the for the sort of year ones, later year ones, year twos. Brilliant. Well, let's uh, move on up the years then, the age 7 to 11 bracket. I imagine quite a lot of that persuasive writing would carry on easily up the school as well, Rob. Absolutely, right? yeah. yeah. Um, one of the, the idea I've got written down is agony aunt. <laughs> um, Brilliant. But while Helen was talking as well, I had images of Jerry Springer or Jeremy Kyle, <laughs> kind of both everyone in the room at the same time. And, well, you should come and stay in the underworld and you should stay on the real world. <laughs> Persuading. You probably get away with show, showing a few. Well, I know they're not um, actually aired anymore, are they? No. Um, uh, no. Jeremy Kyle or, and that kind of thing. But you, you could maybe find a few old episodes and share them with uh, year, years five and six yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Snippets again. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Pick your moments carefully. <laughs> it would, and so I think in the same way that Helen said, I would start doing it, or I would get them to do it in class. Yeah. I would get them to imagine they are the characters and and then from that build it into the like the writing almost like a debate almost that would link mm. as well should Persephone stay with Hades should Persephone stay with her mother Demeter again you would look at the persuasive language but you would use uh, modal verbs and things like that as well so your would should and could might as well I've got images, I can, again, not only of Jerry Springer, but of Demeter sat in one chair, Persephone in the middle and Hades and Demeter going, well, I mean, she would do anything for love, but mm. she wouldn't spend all of her time. She wouldn't do that. She wouldn't spend all of her time in uh, <laughs> the underworld. Someone's been affected by the news of me yeah. passing <laughs> over the last few days. <laughs> Uh, rest it well i like it's difficult to use a phrase like rest in peace for for meatloaf because you kind of imagine he'll be down there on his bike uh, yeah. walking out like crazy <laughs> definitely um entertaining hades and persephone oh, i'm yes. sure yeah i came up with another piece of writing as well we'd turn this piece of fiction into a work of non-fiction and hmm. pick elements from the story to write as a newspaper and again this could be written, you could do this as a week's worth of work, you could do it as two weeks, you could do not just writing a newspaper, but you could do TV news. So you've got your reporter on the scene with their wooden spoon as a microphone, someone operating the camera and someone asking the questions to the characters as well. So you build up all of that, not only the, the like they build up the language that they need, but they practice using it themselves rather than just writing down. Last week, yeah. Persephone was taken away, kidnapped. Do it from the point of view of Demeter and how she feels, but you could also write it from Hades' point of view as well. Mm. 
yeah. king of the underworld succeeds in persuading his bride to come and stay uh-huh. with him. <laughs> a jubilant Hades. And then, yeah, you could build in all your grammatical areas that you need as well to go with newspaper writing, uh, embedded clauses, things like that. So it would be... And of course, you'd have the purely objective viewpoint, which ironically is the sun yeah. in this story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could write opinion pieces as well, mm-hmm. which you quite often find in newspapers. You'd probably, you, you probably would choose a range of newspapers, but in the same way that you would make sure that your pictures of Persephone are carefully vetted, you might want mm. to vet your opinion pieces as well to make sure they're not too opinionated, mm. which kind of goes <laughs> against the point of an opinion piece. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, see, I, see, yeah. I see what you mean, yeah, though. Yeah. <laughs> And sticking on the newspaper theme, I suppose that's how you could link back to your agony aunts, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could write, um, you could do like a, a whole newspaper on this story. So you could do it on the first bit of the story. So when they're together, you could do it on Hades appearing and persuading her. You could write another article on Demeter's grief. You could do when Persephone comes back, you've got your whole a whole newspaper. You could set groups of children in your class to say right we're creating a whole newspaper guys you're doing the agony aunt section Mm. you're doing the the main news you're doing the not the sports section because you probably wouldn't get a sports section out of this but i don't know this is ancient greece so you've got the (laughs) well yes yeah yeah Um, you've got recipes with the the food what you're going to add in there helen i was just going to say you can have interviews with the stars of the show with persephone and oh yeah interview her see what she says and I really like this this idea that you could have a whole a whole range of literacy just from one story and within one piece within in one paper or magazine or yeah or something character profiles yes Zeus what are your favourite three kinds of food that kind of thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you could go on holiday anywhere where would it be that kind of thing. <laughs> and she was saying with um with recipes you could have sort of Demeter's sort of um, fruit crumble or something with all the fruit yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't want to move beyond this story without um harking back to something our former panelist laura um the head teacher from lanzarote uh brought thinking about this story once when uh, uh she was talking about writing letters because you, you've mentioned already um yesterday when we were talking about the pshe um about the the communication issues well of course was to stop, really, Persephone writing a letter to Demeter to say things like, I miss you, um, mm. but also set her mind at rest, perhaps, about the, the time that she's having, make her feel that there is still a connection there. And also when Persephone is with Demeter, likewise in the other direction, sending a letter back to Hades. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of opportunity in this story for letter writing, isn't there? Yeah, there, I did a lot of nodding yes. whilst you were talking there. Um, <laughs> <I> noticed. <laughs> which uh, people at home can't see. But yeah, and again, it's a different style of writing. You'd look for different um, parts of literacy. You'd think about your adjectives and your adverbs that you're going to use to really get across the message that she does miss her mm. or she does miss him and... It's the structure of letters as well. We, uh, in my class recently, we did a topic on the Romans and we were doing some letter writing in that and we didn't write it in Latin because I'm not... Why not? I'm not broad enough to <laughs> um, to have a, a Latin breadth. But we, we started, we were at Salve, which is hello or dear. 
So Salve Marcus, I think it was, rather than Dear Marcus. So just mm-hmm. to bring in a bit of the, the the language, hook them in a bit more. In fact, even yesterday, one of the children in my class said, can we have a get writing in different languages? This is halfway through a maths lesson. I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So we looked at Russian, Welsh, uh, Japanese. We looked at some Greek. You know, they had the whiteboards out. I was like, okay, yeah, we'll spend five minutes. We'll just, uh, Hindi, we did as well. Just Google different languages around the world and look at some phrases. Mm. So, and so Zeus, it looks very similar in Greek characters as it does to the Western alphabet that we use. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, because they're quite linked, alphabet being a Greek word, I think. Is that right? Am I saying that? I believe so. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm ringing gonna, bells. I'm gonna nod. I, I wouldn't alpha like to. Alpha and beta. Yeah, alpha <laughs> and beta are the first sense, so. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, writing and then hooking them in with different things, a great way to get them to write letters. Again, as characters, you could get them to write letters to friends that they've not seen for a long time as well. You could bring mm, personalise yes, it yeah. to them rather than one step beyond there so the context is more real for them as well that's all we have time for today folks if you try out any of these ideas or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners please let us know on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app Please also share this podcast with your colleagues to help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Persephone and her family will help us teach maths. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio. Cheerio. And we hope to hear your story story soon. soon.